It's time to think differently about healthcare, but how do we keep up? The days of yesterday's medicine are long gone, and we're left trying to figure out where to go from here. With all the talk about politics and technology, it can be easy to forget that healthcare is still all about humans. And many of those humans have unbelievable stories to tell. Here, we leave the policy debates to the other guys and focus instead on the people and ideas that are changing the way we address our health. It's time to navigate the new landscape of healthcare together and hear some amazing stories along the way. Ready for a breath of fresh air? It's time for your Paradigm Shift. Welcome to the Paradigm Shift of Healthcare and thank you for listening. I'm Michael Roberts here today with my co-hosts, Scott Seitzer and Jared Johnson. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the journey that we've taken as hosts and as a company throughout the course of season three and really how it's reflecting the paradigm shift that we've been observing and we've been discussing with our guests. And we're really excited to share like where we're heading next as a company and kind of how we're observing that that's going to meet with where healthcare is going in the future. So, you know, as we wrap up season three and we look ahead, we've been on a journey ourselves since we really started the podcast way back in the summer of 2019. I was just having a a conversation earlier today with somebody and we were talking about how January seems like not that long ago and yet forever ago. And so, you know, the, the summer of 2019, that's, that's beyond forever, you know, and when we started out the show, it really was with this goal of trying to talk about how healthcare has shifted. Like, what are the things that we're observing that make up the paradigm shift? I think that conversation has become increasingly obvious, shall we say, as COVID-19 hit and really as all of healthcare and really much of our lives shifted in some way to try to deal with such a massive event that, that occurred throughout the world. So, there's lots of different ways that we could go with that topic, you know, but one of the things that we really wanted to talk about in this episode in particular is this concept of companies working together with healthcare providers to provide better communication and education for parent, for patients. And that's something that, you know, as we're talking through all of this change, this has been kind of one of our core beliefs that we've had as a company for quite some time. Um, and Scott, I'm sure that there's a ton more that we can add to this topic, but you know, we've had different types of scenarios where we've helped out companies with communicating and, and educating patients, whether that's been through, you know, something like some sort of coordinated marketing campaign, whether it's just working directly with a med device company or with somebody else to, to work on these kinds of campaigns. And there's a lot of this kind of stuff that needs to happen, but it's that coordination with the physician. It's working with the physician to say like, yes, this is a good idea. This is why we talk about that. You know, Scott, that's one of the things that I think that you and I have certainly discussed so many times over of, hey, it's great that you have a marketing campaign, big company X, whoever that is. It's great that you have a marketing campaign, but what about the doctors? How are you bringing them on board? Can you share some of that conversation that you've had with people before? And I guess the follow-up to that, it's not... What I've noticed in the past, and and a lot of companies are getting better at this, but ultimately it's like, hey, here's this great thing that we came up with, whether it's a medical device company, whether it's a pharma company. And initially uh, the company will wax rhapsodic about whatever device it is that they have or whatever product that it is that they have. And then they start saying like, well, well, here's all the benefits you know, to, to the patient that we think you can get. And sometimes a doctor's voice is uh, uh, left out of that, or 
only a select few set, you know, a subset of those physicians. And, and one thing that's always been clear to me is that in order to be very successful, benefits about what empowers the doctor to take better care of the patient ultimately is what excites the doctor. And you see that in some ways where the the company will come out with direct to patient advertising, but leave the doctor out of it. You know, guys, we've, we've all been up late at night wondering, wow, are we watching the right TV show? Because a lot of these ads that I'm watching are for much older people than me. And you realize, well, maybe we're not that old, but are they working diligently with the, you know, the, the care providers to empower those care providers to really get good information to the patient? That's where the real trust is. It's, it's nice, you know, that they're trying to build trust between mega company X and the patient. But in reality, the patient will more than likely finalize that decision about use with the doctor. Right, guys? I mean, yeah, and that's, it's way. definitely something we're seeing, you know, with with pharma you know, all the time, like they're very good at this. They've, they've practiced this many, many times over, but it's not that the rest of healthcare is necessarily caught up. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because uh, we have similar conversations over and over the, you know, we'll be talking to a particular company and we'll be talking about like, Hey, we got, we got all this great patient education, you know, and that's great. And you should, you should put it on everybody's website. Okay. That's, that's a thought, but it's certainly selling whatever that product is very well, but ultimately it really is, how does the doctor use that? And does the doctor believe in that product? And how does the doctor use it to help the patient? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I feel like the thought of how does marketing fit in when we really have dissected a lot about what the doctor thinks, what the doctor needs, the tools that the doctor needs, the information the doctor needs to communicate. I think we've learned a lot about how a marketing or communications role or team plays when we are starting to talk about the, the things that need to be communicated in an outbound way to a patient or to a patient population, to a community. And the educational aspect of all that, I don't know if, you know, prior to COVID that we really thought about that as a need, as the need, Michael, that you first stated about bringing the doctors on board with anything we're doing. And Scott, when you mentioned that, you know, and with anything, if it's a marketing campaign, how are you letting the doctors know about it? That intersection just seems to have shifted or maybe maybe there's just a bigger spotlight on it now where we're at least starting to talk about marketing isn't just off in an area somewhere doing things that nobody knows about and, and they're bringing patients in. It has to be so much more of an integrated experience. I mean, you know, then we had uh, Dr. Costantini from Bright MD uh, talking about how doctors aren't resistant to tech. They're resistant to tech that doesn't make their job right. easier. I feel like I feel like it's the same way with marketing. <laughs> Doctors aren't resistant to marketing. They're resistant to marketing that they're either excluded from or they don't understand the value of, you know, that it does make their job harder. It's one thing to say, yeah, we're just going to take care of this campaign and it's we're kind of doing that in a silo and and, and doctor, hey, when you look up, you're, you're going to just see a bunch of new doctors, come, you know, a, a whole bunch of new patients coming through the door. And it's a whole other thing to realize well, usually the strength of that marketing actually comes from having the doctors on board. So anyway, just some thoughts on on how all of this intersection is coming together and how that's shifting. Yeah, you know, I think it really does start with this. Patients are now empowered to make their own choices. So 
And that's happened very quickly and rapidly over the last two decades. We all know very well having conversations with our parents, grandparents, et cetera, about like, I don't know, I take two red pills and a blue pill and I do whatever the doctor tells me. And that is just not something that is a standard conversation with younger patients. When you were referred in the old days from the primary care provider to a secondary provider, you just went there, whoever it was. That's not happening anymore. You combine that one statement about patient empowerment, right, with doctor empowerment. So like, Jared, you just said, hey, don't worry, doc, we're just going to run an advertising campaign and all these patients will show up. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with a lot of doctors and surgeons where they'll come back to me and go, I don't want three quarters of these patients. This is not what I treat, or this is not specifically how I use this device or how I treat patients. So by not connecting the dots, by not having an interdisciplinary approach between patient, doctor, and we'll call it big medical company, (laughs) you fail. You have a real chance to fail. And, And just as opposite, you have a real chance to really connect. And so if you're effective at connecting the dots, you really can highlight your product correctly. You can empower the doctor to get good information and find the right patients, and the appropriate patients will be taken care of. Not everybody needs a particular device or a particular drug. So true. Right? Yeah. But there's more than enough people out there, so there's no reason to be greedy about it. And if we empower the doctors and the, and the patients with good information so that good questions can be asked, and the medical company can do that, and we've helped a lot of companies do that, everybody wins and everybody smiles going to bed at night with a smile on their face. Yeah, Michael, is that the concept you were talking about and what Scott just described? Like, that's how it's a win for everybody? Like, when, when you've got those companies working with the providers to provide education for patients. Uh, you mentioned that's the win for everybody. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's, there is this really important part of education and, and I'm going to kind of make up some arbitrary definitions here. Like whatever the outbound process is, right? Like how are you getting information out there to somebody? And these terms definitely overlap a lot in terms of whether it's education or communication or marketing or whatever, getting that info out to people, that's step one, right? Like we, we've planned on that. And this is a way that we've seen work well with people that we've worked with. We help people do this. Like that's a big part of, you know, that, that initial step there. But then there's that piece of the patients communicating back. You know, Scott's talking about empowering the patients to be able to ask these questions. Well, what's the plan for once those questions come up? How do you measure what patients are needing? How do you measure what what people are trying to figure out in the midst of all this? You know, I, I think back to the episode with, with Danny Fell, and he was talking about how many stages of people we're dealing with at the same time. People that are completely ready to go back to the doctor's office, you know, back when we were talking about that episode, or man, no way. Like I, my leg has to be falling off before I think about going anywhere near a hospital. But you can't communicate to that entire group of people in the same way and expect that this messaging is going to be just as effective. So there's this really important feedback loop that has to happen. Absolutely. Really, you know, making sure that you're getting like what they need out of it, where they're at at the moment. You know, we talked to Dr. Cahill about reputation marketing and just getting patient reviews, getting patient feedback throughout the pandemic, you know? So there's a sort of very, very large scale where if you're 
big medical company X, like definitely, man, you need to be talking to patients out there. You need to, or you need to be finding these, this research that's out there and really paying attention to what's happening. But that same concept, that same idea scales all the way down to the single physician practice talk to your patients, get that feedback in some sort of like structured way. And, you know, Scott, you like to keep hammering home that, that word measurable, but it's very easy for this to turn into, well, Gladys came in and said this. So I think that that's the way that it is. It's like, we have the tools to get patient feedback in a much more organized fashion. And then once you have enough data, you can actually start making some decisions about where you need to go next. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, it's it's interesting uh, on so many different levels. So we are blessed with the the fact that we've got essentially two main components to how we do business. So one is we've got quite a large group of people, uh, uh, practices, surgeons that we take care of. And there's a constant conversation of how we market to all these different patients and, and what kind of feedback they hope to get from those patients, how the doctors always want to get better at what they're doing. They really do want that feedback. They do. They really do want to measure better. Are they doing a better job, you know, of communicating with their patients? Are they finding the right patients that, you know, that they really want to help? All of that is very, very important to them. And our knowledge that we gain from working with those individual surgeons, doctors, and practices as a whole, we're able to have that with our second portion of our uh, the second side of our company, I should say, that where we're interacting with you know medical device and pharma companies and we're giving them feedback on, hey, here's information about this particular product that you've got coming out. Here's how I would present it, you know, to potentially to patients. Here are here's how I would present it to doctors. And by the way, let's not lump everybody into one big pile. You know, as Danny was talking about how the, there are so many different subsets, you know, don't oversimplify this. Don't, there's that, that old Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Where you don't have a lot of, infra, uh, a lot of knowledge about it. And so you tend to oversimplify it. Not everybody feels the same way about every single product. And so there's many reasons why people may use a particular product. There's many reasons why a doctor may use or not use a particular product, right? So sure. It goes back to that connecting the dots, doesn't it, guys? I mean, between those two things. Just before we hopped on the podcast, I was reading something about the vaccines that are in development, right? So everybody's trying to come up with the vaccine that's going to help change the way that we're engaged with this pandemic. And it was talking about how patients were going to be able to make decisions because if it's not a single vaccine that comes out, but maybe it's one of 10 to choose from because that's a very you know, a decent possibility that, that that could be the case. So how do they make decisions? And when they're engaging with their physicians, when they're, they're talking to their doctors about this, which one does the doctor recommend? Which one is the doctor saying that this is the one that's the best option for you and this is where you need to go? That's a huge challenge for every pharma company that's out there working on this, I'm sure, that how do you shape that perception? Because the research that I was looking at in particular was talking about and I'll be sure to put a link in the notes on this. We give credit where it's due, but it it was talking about the fact that if the physician's information is opposite of what the hospital is recommending or endorsing, that Mm -hmm. the patients are more likely to go with what the doctor's saying. And so there's, there's this chance for this to get so 
so messy <laughs> so so very quickly as if 2020 hasn't been messy enough for all yeah. those different reasons. But, but use that COVID-19 vaccine, the potential one. You're right, potential ones that are coming out. Decisions will need to be made more than likely by the doctor about what he or she feels is the best vaccine for a particular patient. Okay. And okay. That makes sense to everybody. We trust our doctors. We hope we pick the right ones and we trust that they're doing the research necessary. How does a, the pharma company that comes up with this particular vaccine, if, if the doctor picks that one, help empower the doctor to help explain that better? Not in, not in language that's good for the doctor to understand. They've already done that, right, guys? Like the, pharma companies are great at providing information to the practice or medical device companies for their device in surgeon's terms or doctor's terms. That's great. How do you, though, provide that information to the patient via the doctor, not directly to the patient, which could be for everybody. Whereas the doctor is having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's a different conversation. That's, you know, how you're going to get more people to, to get better educated. And I always do believe a better educated patient is a happier patient with better outcomes. The, the practice is happier. The doctor's happier. The patient's happier. And ultimately, whoever's selling this thing is happier, right? So that's kind of the, the, the connecting of the dots here. You know, there's so much more that we could talk about from this season. I mean, we, we really had the chance to have a lot of amazing guests on. We talked about everything from insurance. We talked about, you know, different ways of, of patients interacting with physicians. Just just a, a really big variety of, of things that we've talked about this year and, and previous years as well. You know, there's we really have hit on a lot of different corners of healthcare and how healthcare is changing. And. Jared and I were just recently talking about sort of, you know, where do we want the show to go? How do we want to keep talking about what, what's happening within healthcare? And where can we kind of direct this conversation next? And it really is a shift for us as we're looking at what our next season would be. You know, like I put that in air quotes because we joke all the time internally about like, what happened at the end of season two? Did, you know, did Danny get reunited with whomever? But <laughs> You know, as we're talking about like healthcare is evolving, society is evolving in a lot of different ways. And there's all these different changes that are happening, you know, and we've had some changes with with our company as well to where we used to be called Mudbug Media. And if you're from Louisiana or if you're from the South, you know what a mud bug is. And if you're from many other parts of the country or the world, you have no idea what it is and it sounds kind of gross. So, you know, a mud bug is a crawfish or if I used to live in Indiana and it was a crayfish up there. And when we lived in Indiana before we moved to Louisiana, when I was living with my family up there, a crayfish was something small in the river that you would fish out to maybe use for bait, you know, for, for other times. It's so Coming here was a big culture shock and, and learning all these different things. And so it was part of the name of our company. We were, you know, really more of a, like a programming and development kind of company. And we had things that we did for doctors as sort of an out, sort of a growth out of that, that process. As we've more fully transitioned into really working in healthcare, and, and this is a process that's happened over a period of years, but we are now completely focused in this space. And this is, you know, this is where we're at. So at earlier in the year, we, we started talking about like, hey, how do we start transitioning that, that name, that concept more so that we can talk about how we serve these two sides of, of 
our customers that Scott was mentioning earlier, whether it's medical company X or whether it's the physicians. You know, we, we work with physicians through the P3 platform. And that may have been something that you've heard through the show or may not have been. But, you know, P3 practice marketing is where we work with doctors. And now we have Health Connective. And the reason that we're bringing all this up and the reason that we're explaining that is because we've been making this transition towards this because it's really an ideological shift. It's really like it's really like who we want to serve the most. You know, getting to participate in this community, getting to work with with doctors, getting to work with medical companies that are producing devices and producing the drugs that we use and to help us get better and all those sorts of things. Like this is where we're continuing to focus more and more and that just kind of lines up with with what we're doing here on the show, but it is this focus of man, how do we contribute to this process that we're talking about? What are the core beliefs? What are the core things that we want to get out there? And sort of the the main through line of this show is this concept of we need to empower patients. And the way that we empower patients is working with companies and working with healthcare providers to create this more unified messaging so that some of that jumbled communication that does come out that is very common within healthcare. This group's recommending this, this group's recommending this, trying to alleviate that more so that we can empower the patient and do that from so many, from, from several different angles, help working with the, the larger companies and working with the providers to, to make this process sort of come together. So that's very, you know, I'm talking about this from a super, super high level, but, you know, Scott, we've had the chance to do this kind of work for many years now, this isn't a sudden shift for us. Like this is who we're about. Yeah. It's an organic growth kind of a thing. And I think to your point, we've been doing this for gosh, over 20 years. I've been doing it for a little bit longer than that on my own. And ultimately I guess we're very slow in changing the name, but, but really (laughs) it kind of came about because it's, uh, we're, I guess we're kind of tired of saying, well, here's what a mud bug is. <laughs> and yes, our boss is a little goofy and he came up with a goofy name. But I believe it's a transition that's been happening over the past 20 years. You've kind of come on board and taken a look at this and said, you know what, we need to do a better job of connecting the dots internally so we can tell our customers what we're about and better and more efficiently explain how to take advantage of us, so to speak and take advantage of our skill sets. You know what? It's really cool, Scott and and Michael. I'm on the outside looking in and I've been in the the passenger seat and it's been a fun ride. I've witnessed the success you've had helping practices as Mudbug Media and personally uh, having been raised uh, on the Gulf Coast, uh, not Louisiana, but close enough. I knew what a Mudbug was and uh, I knew what a crawfish was. And so, you know, it wasn't like, hey, this totally... I always liked the name personally, but I understood why this transition was happening and why this evolution happened for the company. And so first and foremost, I want to offer a genuine congratulations. You know, I don't want to be, you know, too, uh, you know, self-serving here for you guys, but I mean it like it's been really enjoyable to to witness the evolution that's happening and to think about uh, really why, why now and why this is happening I always look back and I see the need for it. I came up through the ranks of medical device companies and then I've worked for providers. 
And so I feel like I can, I can actually see exactly what you're doing from both perspectives and I can see the need for it. The fact is there is so much evolution out there in the industry that no one's been able to keep up from every perspective and everyone needs some help to connect the dots on it. And so when we're saying, when we're kind of bringing this, the, the story of Health Connective of how this has been going on and how it's happened and now it's here and now we're all very excited about it. I can tie that back to the very first things we talked about, Michael, about communication and education and and how that's helpful for patients and how that's a win for all of us. The more that we're all just starting to connect those dots from both sides of this, the providers and the tools they're using and the therapies they're using, uh, you see the need for for just for for ways to break through the noise and, and people to help guide that process that's happening. So just from the outside looking in, it's been cool to watch this happen and, and now get to talk about it. For sure. For sure. So, you know, this is really the end of what we call season three. It is a shift for us because I think that we do want to start talking more about this concept. How do we help enable this education, this communication, that two-way flow between really three, <laughs> many directions for a flow that need to happen between patients, between companies, between providers, making sure that that communication is happening back and forth. And that really is where we'd like to start shifting the show towards and what we'll be looking at more as we come up with, with future episodes and where, you know, the guests that we bring on will kind of very more directly talk to that process because this is a huge, huge shift in the way that healthcare has operated. This year has been a change in so many different ways and there is so much to talk about and to get into the specifics of it. I want to really kind of dig deep into how people can can make these changes. And so we look forward to discussing that with you. Guys, thanks so much for your time today. This is definitely something that we could talk about for, for a long time, but looking forward to where we're going next. And thank you always for listening. Thanks again for tuning in to the Paradigm Shift of Healthcare. This program is brought to you by P3 Inbound, marketing for ortho, spine, and neural practices. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.